家。How everybody doing? I don't talk to everybody. How everybody doing? All right, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, y'all go ahead and collect yourself. All right. All right. Good to see everybody. All right. All right. Man. <clears throat> I want to welcome our visitors. How y'all doing? I don't think it's too much difference me sitting or standing. About the same, ain't it? <laughs> I think it's about the same. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting this knee right, though. It's, it's coming. It's coming along good. Man. Oh, man. Physical therapy is rough. I don't know if it's a good thing. I mean, I had my same physical therapist for the third operation I've had. <laughs> we like friends, really good friends. <laughs> she's, uh, she's really good. She pushed me, though. And, um, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Y'all know me. I think this is my last one, though. All right. All right. And, <sighs> hard on your body. But I like hard work. Okay. I'm not afraid of hard work. Hard work has great benefits. Yeah, I love it. You know? And what you put into something. You know? I, I don't want it easy. Push me a little further. I'm going to see what my limits are. Okay. I mean, you like that when, when it comes to spiritual things, too. One of the things I... I you, you push yourself a little further. Read two more sentences. Come on. Really love somebody, you know. Push yourself a little further. A little pressure is good. A little pressure is good. It, it shows you who you are. You know, character is only developed. How do I develop my character is only developed underneath um, distress. Your character is developed underneath, you know, adversity. That's how you develop your character. Okay. So everything that you're going through is really to help your character. Being conformed to Christ, yeah? Man. There's a lot of things I need to discuss today. <laughs> I want to talk about love. I, I still got part three. I ain't done that one yet. I want to I talk about that. You never stop talking about love. Man, just keep playing that for the next. I love it. Can flow with it. <laughs> He's going to make me a track. <laughs> I want to talk about, I want to finish and I want to add on to Tuesday night, we was talking about our priesthood and what it really means and what it is. It's important for us to know that we are king and priest. You know, 
I'm not talking about king. I'm, I'm king of Egypt. I mean, why would you want to be a king and identify with Egypt? I mean, I mean, I understand if you're Egyptian, but I'm, not, I'm just saying. See, because our natural mind is thinking like that, cultural. You know, versus spiritual. That's your original mindset. So it's hard for us to interact with each other. Listen, on a spiritual basis, we mostly interact with each other in a natural, physical, touchy-feely. What I see instead of what I perceive is the truth. It's hard. It's hard for us to function. And I'm trying to get us back to our native existence our mind the mind of christ is not a carnal mind the mind of christ is a supernatural mind <laughs> man oh, that sounds like murphy <laughs> heard that how you doing sir glory glory good to see you man <sighs> i feel that way about everybody you know but it's just certain people bring a presence with them <sighs> see that's another thing you are supposed to bring a presence with you. Hopefully. Amen. It should be a good one. Hold on. You're a Christian. You're a believer. It shouldn't even be a question about that. It shouldn't be another spirit. I, I want to talk to you also about an altar. It's a couple of things that I'm just got to see how you want me to flow with this thing. Y'all want to eat? Y'all want to go deep? Y'all want to go deep or y'all want to stay on the surface? <laughs> okay, y'all want to go deep. Y'all, they say they want to deep. They deep calls under deep. Man, this is a Bible study group. You are the church again. In case you didn't know. I'm going to church. No, I'm taking the church with me. I'm going to fellowship. At the gathering yes. with people of light, precious faith. Yes, the I mean, we have one mind. The mind of Christ. Oh, man. See, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. One thing I'm going to go before I, I do that. I do want to. I do want to say something about love. You want to say something about love? Yes. Y'all love everybody? Yes. I mean, I thought I would hear everybody say, yes, Pastor, I love everybody. Okay, see, God's love, and then there's your love. I want God's love. See, I answer in God's love. I love everyone. All right. And everybody. See, that's freedom when you can say that. I'm not restricted by an emotion. I taught y'all the highest expression of love is sacrifice. The highest expression of love is sacrifice. 
but I'm willing. You have to be willing to sacrifice or to be a sacrifice because you are living sacrifice. A, a, a dead man is not worried about his bills. A dead man is not worried how you say something to me. A dead man, listen, can forgive because he's not alive. He, he doesn't hold anything. You have to reckon yourself dead to be in the love of Christ. I'm just trying to say, you have to reckon yourself dead. I'm not emotional because you said something to me. You cut me off in track. I'm not emotional. I'm a dead man. I'm not discussing and fighting whether I tithe or not. I'm a dead man. I had no will. But I'm alive in Christ. He said, you, he, he's made me a quickening spirit I, 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 because of the righteousness that's been ascribed to me. Oh, man. See, I'm trying to get us, I'm trying to get us into the spirit. And you need your prayer language. It's times that I, I want to teach, but then I want to give an utterance, and I want a couple of people to go with me. But see, that'll mess up some people who ain't praying in the spirit, yeah, and ready to go. At any point, I should hear an utterance while I'm teaching, because there's something prophetic needs to be, listen, released for somebody in here. See, it's hard for us to try to understand how we are to flow in the spirit of God because tongues and all that has just been abused manipulated instead of the real spiritual function that it's supposed to have I want to make sure we get back to that I want to get back to the book of Acts and when people in bodies the church Bible said that the church prayed continuously you don't pray until you get tired. You pray until what? You have peace. You pray until peace comes. Yeah. See, I had to unction this now. But I don't want nobody to. I'm trying to lead you. Out of your carnality. And then you can walk in the supernatural all the time. All the time. Highest expression of true love is sacrifice. I, I was teaching y'all that, right? Hmm. I'm just going to hit a few notes and then get into where I'm going to go. Can I just highlight a few things for you? Drop them in your spirit. Please. Listen to this. <laughs> it can't always go your way. It cannot go your way all the time. I know some of you want it to go your way all the time. It can't always go your way. 
Life just doesn't work like that. Okay? It just doesn't work like that. But you want it to go your way all the time. You just want to give just a little. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it does not work that way. Mm. All right. There are constraints. Just say it. There are times that things will not go my way. Go ahead and say it. Go my way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can get everybody to say this one. Say sacrifice. Okay. That was all right. What is love? Seeing that love is not feelings. Seeing that love is not emotions. Seeing that love is not a beautiful face. Six pack, green eyes, whatever. (laughs) Some people think that's what love is. I'm attracted to you, so therefore I can love you. It make it easier to fall in love with you. Okay. That's how. Man, that person can cook really good. I think I'll cheat that. The highest expression of love is sacrifice, right? I know you've heard this, but you want to hear it again. I need you to have another ear. The Bible said you have to have an ear to hear. So you can hear, but you might not have an ear to hear. He says, my sheep know my voice, and another they would not hearken. You have to first ask, am I his sheep? Maybe that's why I can't hear his voice. He said, my sheep, my sheep know my voice. Whether he's speaking it through me, teacher, Appy. He said, my sheep know my voice. Appy, pull it on me today. She's intense with me. We like right in the. (laughs) It's all good. It is. You have to ask yourself that. You have to ask yourself, am I, am I his sheep? Because if I am, I hear his voice. And I obey. I follow the good shepherd, the one that's laid his life down, made an example, open book. Okay. See, we, no, I'm not listening to him. He said that, okay, but the rest of that. how we think sometimes maybe you know I haven't got the full picture maybe it's something in the way that I'm thinking because I can't hear him you have to have an ear to hear Mm. 
I tell you, if you master this by the inventor of love himself, which is God, higher than any relationship expert, higher than any consultant or consultant psychiatrist, this is God's perspective of love. Okay? True love. True love. I need everybody to say it again. Say true love. True love. I'm trying to engage you. True love. True love. Yes. Is a choice. I know you heard it before, but yeah, I said I need you to hear it again. True love is a choice. True love is a choice. It's an act of my will. True love is not feelings. Okay, the next time I say teacher. I, don't, I do that sometimes. I'm just say hey teacher. Or I, or I say hey Mel. Of course the shortcut is babe. And I said, I love you. Right? Y'all feel that? Y'all know I'm sincere when I say I love her. See, that's how it's supposed to be. Listen, with anyone, I feel his love. I know him. Y'all know I love her. Right? I want you to know I love you. That's why I tell you, I love you. Love is a choice, right? So what I'm really telling her is that I choose you. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 see, if you got to go beyond that, I'm not saying I love you. I know that. But what I am telling you is that love is a choice. So I'm telling you that I choose you. Above all other, I choose you. Choice is a very powerful. Oh, man. I choose you. So, that's what you're saying. I choose you, star. But you got to say it. That's what John said, Abby, I choose you. I'm telling y'all, I choose you. I love you. I choose you. And when I choose you as my wife, there can never be any other. You are my choice. See, it's supposed to be the same way with God. When you say you choose him, you love him, that means I choose you. Above anything, anything, my will, anything else, I choose you. You're my choice. There can be no other God, including myself. No, choice is a powerful thing. I choose you. Mm. <laughs> Listen, I choose you to act.
by that act of my will, I choose you. Um, and when I choose you, you are the physical manifestation of my choice. You are my have. See? I told you, have is manifestation. Anything in the spirit, you receive first. And you have, that is the have, is the manifestation, listen, of my choice. This is just a touch up. I didn't, I didn't go all here. I got something even more powerful I'm going to tell y'all. Okay. <laughs> Whether or not I think you are the brightest finest whatever fill in the blank chef the most beautiful lady whether or not I think you're the most handsome guy whether you're most visionary the most born again or whether or not it's the business that makes me become a millionaire whether or not the ministry is the most anointed when I say I love you I'm saying I choose you when I say I love you I'm saying I choose you Any manifestation of love, especially in the context of relationships and marriages, um, that usurp the will of man is witchcraft. Y'all me to say that again? Any manifestation of love, meaning you can't make nobody love you. Okay. Any manifestation of love, especially in the context of relationships. Relationships is always manipulating somebody. Yes. The Bible calls that witchcraft. Yes. We're always manipulating. We're always doing a little this, adjusting this, just listen, to get what I want. It can be subtle or blatant. Yeah, you do. You do this and I'll do that. You come with me and I'll go with you the next time. Okay. 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 Any manifestation of love, especially in the relationship context of marriage, that's usurp the will of man is witchcraft. Usurp is, listen, what it means is to take a position of power or importance illegally or by force. Usurp. Mm-hmm. Uh, usurp means to take a position of power. Because, you know, when you start to tell somebody what to do, and, and all, see, it's not a partnership. It's got to be a partnership, first of all. Anything that you try to do, it gives you power over them. I'm not trying to have power over my wife. We are co laborers together. No, okay. Uh, in a relationship, we are together, I hope. All right. Okay. Usurp a position of power or of importance. It's taken by illegal, illegal or being by forceful. Amen. Like I said, you can't make somebody love you for any reason. It has to be a choice. No matter the final, no, no matter the final analysis. 
your will must be involved. Otherwise, it is not true love. Okay? And the final analysis. Y'all need to write that down. Maybe somebody tweet that and write it down. True love is a choice. So now y'all know what y'all saying when you say, Jesus, I love you. Yeah? I choose you. I choose you. So in my choice, there cannot be another. See, everything with God is a marriage. It's a covenant. Okay. All right. We're going to get there. Yeah, we could. I can, I can do two things at one time. Okay. <laughs> See, okay. when I chose teacher, I made up my mind to be, to be, to be, <laughs> to be that the rest of my life. Like divorce is not involved. It's not in our vocabulary. It's not a choice. Uh Don't marry him. Okay. All right. You know, you get the rich people. They get, they have these uh, backup clause when they get married, just in case. You already, and most of the time it's fulfilled because you already spoke it. It's just a matter of time. Oh, I want to talk about time too today. Y'all ain't ready. Got a plethora of things. All right. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Don't choose somebody because they got a good job. Don't choose nobody because they got some money. You can lose your job and the money. Don't marry because of money. But you should have some if you're going to get married. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Come on, you got to have some. You got to have some. Don't know. I'm broke, but I love you. No. What are we going to do? You can't live off of that. Love. Okay. All right. All right. And don't marry if there's conditions. If you have set a criteria for 10 things for him and he meets nine, don't marry him. But you need to make a list. See, can I help y'all out with something? But if y'all are serious about getting married, see, you both going to sit down and talk. And, and then you're going to discuss some things. You know, when I do marriage counsel, I got a little piece of paper you fill out. His strengths and her strengths. His weakness and her weaknesses. Let's talk about them. Let's get them all out. But if you're not going to be truthful, you, you are. You took the words out of my mouth. You're setting yourself up. If you need help, you need to put it all out. One little element is going to mess it up. And that's probably the one element that you really need. All right. All right. Here we go. 
He ain't ready for that one. Let me see. Yeah, I am. Mm. Any relationship that is viewed by force and whose power to choose is taken away is an ungodly relationship. Any point, in it, it, at every point of your relationship, the power of choose, of choice should be it should always remain. Okay? Y'all got that? At any point in your relationship, the power of choice must always remain. When that choice is removed or manipulated, like Jezebel did with Ahab, right, her husband, against his will, this is simply witchcraft. I told you, bending the will to fulfill your will. <clears throat> it's witchcraft. A lot of th- and I have to say, because a lot of this happens in relationships. Friendship, relationships. It's a lot of manipulation. That's not good. <clears throat> That's not healthy. In-laws attempt to manipulate marriages. Mm. I'm going to say that again. In-laws attempt to manipulate marriages. You marry my daughter, you must live here. This is the quality of life that I expect. Mm -mm. Love is a choice, and everything around it must remain a choice. Okay? True love is understanding the value and worth and significance of a person or thing. Mm-mm. To God, <sighs> let me say that again. True love is understanding the value and worth and significance of a person or thing. See, what value have you placed on your relationship? If you your marriage, I mean, is it priceless? Yeah. Or does it have an account, or, you know, a limit? You know, like a credit card limit. <laughs> and you, you keep trying to get the credit <laughs> extended. You're trying to get your limit extended. <laughs> I can only love you at this level. This is it. I ain't got no more. 500 is my list. That's it. 500 is my limit. All right. Man... So what value do you put on your relationship with God? For real, what value have you placed? Have you? You Your friendships, what value have you placed on it? What's the worth? Because when something is real valuable to you, you protect it. If it's not of great value, you would just abuse it. So you can look at relationship, how each other interacts. What value have you ascribed to our relationship? Because if I have ascribed a great deal of value, then I have to be very careful how I interact with you. 
and you haven't ascribed any value to yourself. You have to ascribe some value to yourself. So you can't just let anybody talk to you any way they want to. Don't stand for it. You're devaluating your own self and your own abilities. Which is going to help you mess you up when it's time for you to choose. Or it's going to mess you up when it's time for you to, listen, to qualify that man that's in your life. And if he talks to you any kind of way, see, he's already devalued your relationship. And if you let him do that, then you have devalued your own worth. I don't know. I just feel that's in the atmosphere. See, I felt the unction again, but I'm not afraid y'all ain't going to go with me. <laughs> okay. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> love. True love is understanding the value, worth, and importance and the significance of a person. Listen, God should be number one in your life. Mm-hmm. Ah, God, number one in your life. Number two, uh, to society. Number three, the second, oh, I want to give you the second definition of love. Love is understanding value. You've got to understand value first. Amen? Amen? Most marriages, here we go again, because people really don't understand the value of each other. No value was ascribed to their vows. See, your vows are not just to each other. Your vow is to God. Come on, y'all. If we did, we really believe there wouldn't be no divorces. Okay. I got a few minutes here, then I'm going to jump to the other thing. Y'all need this. Amen? Amen? So think about it. What have you ascribed to your husband, to your wife, to your friend? To each other. Even in here, what value have you ascribed to you? Kayla? She just turned 16. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all should clap for her because you got some 16-year-old um, mothers. You got some 16-year-old wives. All right. Amen. Awesome job. Amen. What a value have you ascribed to her? Mm -hmm. When you ascribe value to something, the great importance is you will protect it, as I told you, at any cost. Husbands, wives uh, will talk differently to each other if they truly understood the value of their words and the weight that they carry. And remember, she is an incubator. She will wound what you give her. She will give birth to what you place in her. So be careful. Don't get mad at her. That's just you. Okay. I'll go some places with that. He'll never do this. She don't never do that. That's what you ascribe. That's what you placed in her. She's just giving you back what you put in there. Don't get mad. Hmm. We have to see the worth and value, listen, of a person in good times 
and especially in bad times. Y'all just, I'm serious. You want to know what type of character you got? Just let something bad happen. You're going to see exactly what type of character flaw that you're walking in. You're going to find out if you're walking in love. You're going to find out if you got an evil heart. Let something happen to you. Listen, unjust. Mm -hmm. You still don't have to respond with your emotions. How are we how are we just riding in the car and you just look out the window, we ain't talking? What is that? We riding oh we going to the store, we in the mall, we you you looking your way and I'm looking my way. We, yo, we gonna communicate. We gonna talk. We're going to talk. I'm, I'm upset. See, I've ascribed great value. I've ascribed great value to our communication. And anything that comes in between it, conflict, I got to get it. It's got to go. It's got to come out. See, but that, if you're not walking in humility or you're not humble, you, you won't do it because you want to be right all the time. I don't want to be right. I want what's best for us. And if it calls for me to be quiet at the moment, it's probably best for us. I'm going to zip it. You can keep talking, but I'm going to be quiet. It's probably better. It's probably best that I be quiet. So I can stay in the spirit. Hear the Lord talking to me. Silence. <laughs> Most of the time, as believers, we walk around in broken fellowship and deceive that we are in fellowship. Most of the time, we walk around in broken fellowship. Check your heart. What is in your heart against me or anybody? I just said me. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to love you anyway. That's just my thing. It's not a challenge to love. Why is it a challenge to love with God's love? I can understand your love, but God's love. <laughs> Someone else's love, not yours. I need you to take ownership of God's love. Damn. So you can have. Have his manifestation. I can't in there, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm trying to teach you. I'm just talking right now. I ain't even teaching. Anybody can teach. Anybody can, anybody can study the word. Anybody can preach. But everybody can't pray. Nah, nah. There are protocols in prayer. I didn't say just talking to prayer, just talking. Yeah, that's, that's like service. That's just like, you know, people who are Buddhists and, you know, and any other religion, false religion. That's not that's not real prayer. Real prayer is to God. Uh -uh. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. See, real prayer is prayed out of my priesthood and understanding my 
priesthood. That's real prayer. See, a lot of times, that's why priesthood got to be taught in here. That's why I want to teach on that a little bit. About five minutes. Can I get a little bit? Okay. Let me finish up with love for a little minute. All right. True love is understanding the value of a thing. You have to be careful. If you have any measure of success, because a lady or man enters your life, be careful because the more successful you are, changes... uh, more successful you are changes your will. Mm. A lot of times you can get very successful millionaires or billionaires, right? And they won't be good wives or husbands. You have to be careful of success before you get married. A lot of millionaires and billionaires are not good wives or husbands because on their, uh, based on their experience, almost everything a man could, should represent has been replaced with their success. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So you get a woman like Oprah. And I did a research. It is a whole lot of billionaire, millionaire women that are single. Because success has, listen, overrode or overrides their need of a man. See, their money is their security. And not an arm. And not a heart. Their, their success is their security. I get enough money, I don't need anyone. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful of that, what success replaces. Okay? Mm-mm. I mean, I, I want you to love me if I'm successful or I don't have nothing. But you know I have potential. Marry potential. You can marry potential, but it's still based on his character or her character. Are they working? Can they keep a job? Are they consistent? How long have you been? Okay, where you worship at? How long have you been where you worship at? It's important to know, right? I'm just letting you know something here. Okay. All right. Most of the time, if she is that successful and she don't need a man, it's it's best that she just, you know, support the kingdom. It might be better that he don't marry and just support the kingdom. Because they're never going to treat you right. Because they're going to treat you based on their success. 
they won't look at you as an equal. Okay. All right. Okay. Just real. Real talk. All right. Look at this. All right. I'm trying to see where I need to go. I'm going to end it right there because I got more. No, but y'all need, can I just, because I gave you what some of you need. Now I need to give you what some of you else need, some other things that you need. What's that? She know her shepherd. She know her shepherd. Okay. All right. Man. Okay. I mean, I could talk about that a little bit. I'll go to the shorter version. Okay. I just love. I just love hearing the Holy Spirit teacher say, "Okay, no, for real." Okay. Can I make a statement? Okay. The body of Christ is full of ignorance. When it comes to issues of prayer. See, don't, see, that's like when I say that first, like, the body of Christ is full of, what in the world? Let me out of here. Y'all can let me finish. Let me finish before you pass judgment. <laughs> okay. All right. This is why you have to have a teaching ministry. Listen, the body of Christ is full of ignorance when it comes to prayer. Okay. I know. I know y'all going to get mad at me. I'm just saying. This is why you got to have it, though. I know y'all saw Jamal Bryant when it came to Sage. I've been telling y'all about spiritual warfare, right? When you come on Tuesday, spiritual warfare. I've been teaching y'all about these things, and you need to know certain things when it comes, listen, to the spiritual realm. And for a Christian to give me a pastor sage. It says, it says a lot about what I'm teaching you. Sage does not, listen, it don't repel spirits, it invites them. But see, this won't make any sense if you're not spiritual. Get the white sage. That's the good stuff. But see, this is how we are, like I said, the body of Christ is ignorant when it comes to to prayer, to spiritual warfare, to, listen, to the spirit realm in itself. And how do you operate and how do you maneuver and what you allow in? I mean, why do they repeat prayers and mantras over and over again? Because it invokes, listen, spirit. 
If I just, listen, in your home, if you got a thief just stealing, 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 guess what it's going to involve? Guess what it's going to invite into your home? The spirit of, listen, a thief. Oh, I could do, oh, it'd work better if I just said murder. Uh, how, if I just keep watching porn in my house, it's going to invite a spirit. Now, y'all want to talk about this, do y'all? Hmm. Symbols are language. This is why the cult uses symbols all the time. And you need to know their language at some point. Other than that, you're going to be wearing them on your clothes. You won't know it. Examine everything. But, you, but you, you have nothing to measure up against it. This is why it's important to where you go to church. In the latter days, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the second coming of the Son of Man. Well, what was rampant in the days of Noah? Paganism. Uprising that you see everywhere. But it's subtle and you can't see it. This is how it's going to be easy to take the mark. It's going to be so easy that you take the mark. Because one, you don't know your priesthood. And what the priest is supposed to do. The priest, his job primarily is to offer up sacrifices of praise. Listen, a prayer and praise. That is the priest's job. And you are kings and priests now. That's your main job and function in the earth. Nah. When you understand the priesthood, you understand. See, I'm not talking about the, uh, the priesthood of, you know, it's all kind of different types of priests. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your priesthood and your sonship. Amen. Not talking, I'm not talking Judaism. Okay. I want to get us to function right. The body of Christ is full of a lot of ignorance when it comes to, listen, issues of prayer. And it comes, as I said, to issues of warfare. And when it comes to issues of interacting between the realm of the spirit and the realm of the earth. Listen to this. Against, in the body of Christ, there is gross ignorance in the body of Christ. And listen, as to the mysteries that are for those in those in those type of operations in the spirit realm. We are, we are ignorant in those areas. This is what teacher and I have been trying to teach everybody here at WM Ministries to help y'all understand how man can listen, contact the realm of the spirit. This is what we're trying to get you to understand this because man, listen, by design is the only entity. Listen. That on the legal grounds has authority to contact with the realm of the spirit and contact with the realm of the physical. We are the only entities that have been authorized to do such. Okay. 
were the only entities that have the authorization to do that, to operate there with the realm of the spirit and contacting the realm of the, of the, of the will, listen, of, or should I say, in the earth realm. This is where your will is anyway. Every other entity needs a system of authorization. Every entity needs a system of operation. You have been granted both realms. You have access to the spirit and the physical realm. Any other entity do not have that. But you do. This is what you need to understand. An altar is a symbol of that authorization. Okay. I'm just going to touch it because I only got a few minutes. But we'll come back to it. Listen. An altar is not just a monument. It's a system of authorization. An altar. Okay. An altar is a platform. Where the realm of the spirit makes contact with the physical realm on legal grounds. An altar. Any, listen, a spirit or an entity cannot enter another entity or another territory without the configuration to suit that territory, that territory, which is you. Okay. Man. A spirit should not be in the earth without a body. That's against the law of territory. Am I teaching? Yeah. Are y'all learning something? Yeah. Trying to open y'all up. If you must function in the earth realm as a territory, you must have a body. You must have a body. Mm -hmm. So every spirit, including God, Holy Spirit, is at the mercy of a body. Or an altar to find expression in a territory. Do y'all understand that? Where does Holy Spirit want to come in? Into your what? Body. Legally. When Jesus came, the word, he came here in this realm. He needed a body. Legal entrance in here. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. All right. I don't know if y'all got that one. So every spirit, every spirit, including God, including Holy Spirit, needs a body. This is why you need to be baptized when he comes into you. He needs a body. Who don't have Holy Spirit? You need to ask him to come in. Because he needs your body. Watch this. Altars are important. The first death recorded in the Bible 
happen on account of an altar. Two men, two brothers, went to offer sacrifices. Uh Uh-oh. They created a platform that was the way, listen, that was the way before the Old Testament. This is before Moses got the law. Okay, all right, y'all got to think about this. Wait a minute. Adam had access to mysteries, and he taught his sons, his children, how to invoke the presence of God. Adam taught them this. So God had to have some serious conversation still with Adam. God's man's purpose was to be in the presence of God. And when Adam said, I still got to make a way that you can have, listen, be in my presence. Because that's what he created him to be. You were created to be in the presence of God. Not outside. Okay. All right. Y'all get this. They both did something. Back then, you found out immediately whether something worked or it didn't work. God did not play. Oh, I'm going to get this one out today. We're going to. Oh, oh, no, that's the other part. I can't go there. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> they both did something. You will find out immediately when God didn't like something back then, immediately. So the sacrifice of Abel ascended. And for Cain, nothing happened. And Cain healed his brother. Right? Ooh. Oh, I'm about finished. All right. I'm going to let y'all go. Hey, listen to this. <laughs> and Cain killed his brother. And his blood spilled upon the earth. And he, and, and he thought it was over then. But the Bible tells us that that discussion continued in the realm of the spirit. Oh, man. What Cain did cause, listen, the activity of God to bring his presence on the scene. That blood was a symbol of an altar. Which granted God authorization now to probe Cain and to curse Cain. See, I'm pointing an altar is. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. An altar, supernatural system of authorization is an altar. Y'all got an altar in your home? A place where you meet God? Okay. (laughs) Watch this. An altar is where a covenant is activated. An altar is where a covenant is activated and maintained. A covenant cannot work without an altar. 
Okay. A covenant cannot work without an altar. It's the altar that gives life to the covenant. Okay. It's important to, listen, for the covenant, listen, to work. Listen, it's impossible for the covenant to work without an altar. The altar gives life to the covenant. What are you talking about, Pastor? Okay. And altar can be this. It can be a physical monument. It can be an institution. An altar can be, uh-oh, people. Altars can be physical monuments like we had in the Old Testament. When they would erect stones. Altars, right? Can be institution like in Jerusalem, the temple that Solomon built. Right? Minister, go to First King 8 20. Uh, go to First King 8 29. New Living Translation in King James, if you don't mind. Do the New Living. But we'll put the King James up too. First Kings 8 29. First Kings chapter eight and verse twenty nine. This is in the New Living Translation. May you watch over this temple night and day. Mm. This place where you have said, My name will be there. May you always hear the prayers I make toward this place. All right. I told you it can be an institution, correct? This is not because of the righteousness of their prayers, right? It's not. Their prayers were not heard because of the righteousness of their prayers, but it was, listen, the covenant that was interacted there at that temple. The covenant that was made there. This is why he heard their prayers. Mm, mm, mm. It's a shortcut, short version. I got more here, but I ain't going to give you all it today. An altar was raised to the effect in this case, right? The reason why salvation can work is because the covenant of salvation has an altar that was erected, listen, just in the, listen, not just in the earth, but in heaven. Go to Hebrews 9, 12. Y'all need to know how your salvation works. This is how it works. It's by covenant. Hebrews chapter. Amplified. You got amplified? Amplified. There you go. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 12. He went once for all into the holy of holies mm. of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man, mm. but his own blood, having found and secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for us. Do y'all see this? This is how your salvation works. He took his own blood, listen, to the altar. He took his own blood, not the blood of cows and bulls, 
But he placed that, listen, not just, listen, on earth, but in heaven, which is eternal. Oh, my God. Do y'all see this? This is how your salvation works. It is eternally secured by that covenant at the altar. Now, I didn't say once saved, always saved. Because the Bible says that your name can be removed out of the, listen, the book of life. So it can't be once saved, always saved. But if you saved, you ain't ever got to worry about being unsaved. See, me, I ain't got to ever worry about that. that that's not even doctrine. That's not even Bible. I don't have to worry about that once saved, always saved. Because if you save, you save. I'm not, I'm not questioning that. He said, if you love me, you would have never left me. See, if you got to question whether you leave him, you never was with them. So my, my, my security is, is in him. My efficiency is in him and his finished work, what he just did. See, I, I'm married to you. There's nothing that could separate us. And if I'm married, listen, even if I die, I still won't be separated from you. See, only on in time, it looks like we're separated. But we are spirit beings. See, and I understand. I saw your creation. Oh, my God. I wish I had another half an hour with y'all. I'll get to you. I'll get to you next week. I told y'all, in this realm, the, the sun rises where? In the what? In the east. It sets where? In the west. It looks like that from the earth realm. But in space, above the earth, in the firmament, it doesn't rise or set. It rotates. See, so your understanding spiritually about prayer, what it does. See, you understand what it does on based on the earth realm and not your priesthood. Listen, from heaven. If you did, you would never, you would not stop praying. You would cease. You would never cease from praying. If we understood it, it doesn't. It looks like from this realm that the sun rises and sets. But in reality, it does not. It's just where your perspective is. It does not. So could it be when I read this word because of my spiritual perspective? When it comes to spiritual things and what prayer really does? And why you still need to be an altar. And you are an altar. The job of the priest was to send a sacrifice of prayer. Of praise. This is, man, it's so much that I want to go in. Don't have the time. It's 12 is what, 150? Y'all didn't set the clock back there. Y'all didn't put it ahead. Oh, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with that. Who going with me? Okay, teach. I'm, I'm going to stop, y'all. But I, I mean, I, I'm going to unveil it hopefully next week for y'all. Y'all come back. I'm going to get into some things uh, that I want to do, still with the priesthood and time as well. Um, and the altar. I want to finish that too. Um, there's some other thing. Don't go ahead because he didn't get to you. He gave to me. I'm going to study the altar. You 
he ain't get to you like he gave to me. Wow. <laughs> I know they got. Hey, teacher. Glory to the most high God. Hallelujah. How much does God love us to hear such a word for our lives? Pastor, the word that you gave today was my entire experience in exalting God. Amen. We won. I need you all to know, but Minister Fee's gonna have to come up here. I want to, I want to share with you a supernatural experience. Oh my Lord, Pastor. Y'all want me to sit I over there? I can go over there. Y'all want, want to? Minister Fee can just come on over here. You, you. We can't send the shepherd funny. off. We need the yeah, shepherd, okay. right? I can sit over there. We need, we need the shepherd. funny. Is I that need I need you to keep in mind, Minister Al, Romans 12, 1 through 2, and with Pastor still, don't forget the Hebrews 9, 12. I mean, it's the, the whole life. Just, Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen. Oh, my God. Y'all just don't know. All right, let me put that down because it's just what it is. Mario. In the beginning, we're in praise and worship. Minister Shamir was ministering, right? And um, matter of fact, we have to start before that happens. That, And I was mentioning, mentioning that there's a lot of affliction that's going on in the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And my my nephew, DJ, he has a uh, it's Rano Sinus right? Uh, Minister T, body as we were, she was fine when she picked me up. Her body was being attacked. She could not walk in the sanctuary. I mean, just trembling, could not walk. All right, they had recently diagnosed her with AS. Now they're saying they don't know what it is. They've been treating her for that. She will wake up and she can't move. She, she, she's, she can't even think. She, she's basically, you know, immobilized. And that can happen at any point. And then um, with myself, whatever kind of cold I have, uh, then Ashanti, Minister Ashanti, she had something going on with her kidney yesterday. We Look, a lot of different things is going on in the body of Christ. And for us, it's a personal attack. There's a lot of, we are doing kingdom business. We're advancing the kingdom. We're, it's, look, it delays and interrupts the movement of the kingdom. These are not people who are just sitting. These are people who are pushing forth the kingdom of God. And when I, and I've seen Minister T in these conditions before, but when I saw her this morning, it hit me in such a different way, and I began to tear up so bad because what I was seeing, I couldn't believe because she's so strong in her natural body. And I say, no, it's because you, you've given us, God, you've given us something to do. You've given us something to accomplish. 
And it grieved me and it spiritually angered me at the same time. See, but it is a distraction. And I needed, I needed Minister Brandy to say, teacher, look, you can't get stressed. See, because stress, again, that's an opening for the enemy. It's an opening for infirmity. So when you love and care, we have to be careful how we love and care because our love and care open us up for attack. And so, and it's very important. I want the, the ministers of music to realize this, is that we can't just play any kind of music. And the people of God, you need to realize you can't just send up any kind of praise. You can't just open up your mouth and say any kind of thing to a supreme God, the only true and living God. You can't just send up anything to him. I said, what are they, what are they playing? I'm sitting in the back of the atmosphere. And I come in, come inside and, and then Minister Fee, I'm gonna let her tell you what she said to me. The intercessor. So I came up to teacher and teacher had Tamim on her lap and she was trying to get him settled and I leaned in and I said, what's going on in the atmosphere? Because we have gifts in the body, the prophetic. So I didn't want to go on just what I perceived was going on in the atmosphere because I wanted to be effective <laughs> um, in prayer and addressing. And um, teacher responded, I don't know if you want me to say that, what she said. Okay. <laughs> um, so teacher, she said, um, she said the atmosphere is the lack of intimacy that people are having with God. And that's everyone. That's everyone who came in. That's on the worship team. And um, that's what we are experiencing is the lack of intimacy. Um, and teacher said, until there is a true worshiper and a true praiser that pierces the atmosphere, this is what we're going to experience. So I leaned in again. I said, so um, what? yeah, are we just going to let this go on? Are we going to do anything about this? And so I'm praying. I'm saying, okay, so um, I'm, I'm giving uh, the minister of music opportunity, and then I'm praying for the people. Look, so, Lord God, you know, allow them to make contact with you. And then I'm, I'm discerning the, the difficulty that Minister Shamir is having, trying to, look, knowing that she can't make you, but what do I do? I can't make them, but what do I do? And so I was giving her more time with that look. But then I realized, because I'm pacing and I'm praying and I'm pacing and I'm praying, and okay, what's happening? What, what can't, look, what can't she see? But she knows she sees something. She knows she is experiencing something, but what do I do? So this is how you work together. Without me giving you a signal, 
is that I see where you left off at, and I step in where you left off at, Minister Shamir, because now it's at a different level of spirituality, demonically, right? And how to deal with this atmosphere. And so I said, it has to be a piercing of praise. But the piercing of praise, it was, look, it came through because we're used to having a, look, our old experience with God. It has to be a new experience every time. So it was like I had to maneuver spiritually over some things and, and look and spirits that were foul and unclean because of the lack of intimacy. And the deception of that relationship. So it's like, so to do that, I had to look. I could hear, I had ears to hear what the minister of music was singing. You're wonderful. You're worthy. I had, look, I had an ear to hear that. But I needed an ear to hear the newness of that. Hear me because my old experience with God wasn't going to work in this atmosphere. I needed a new Hearing for that he's worthy. What is that God? And so I begin to say he's worthy. But how are you worthy? And see, it's through the word of God says through the sacrifices of praise. My, my praise has to be through a sacrifice. I don't feel well. Now with everything you got, say hallelujah. I wasn't feeling well with everything. Look, pierce the atmosphere with your revelation of hallelujah. Shatter every thought that said, look, that's stagnant. At just saying he's worthy. Blast that out through your revelation reality of your hallelujah. And make room now for them to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. It has to be a sacrifice because, Pastor, as you was teaching, I realized what was going on with me. I realized that I am, look, I am the altar. Look, but we say we know. But we say we know. And there's nothing new. But every day with the Lord is new. This is why there is no freshness of the anointing. This is why there's no freshness of the fire of God. Because you're living over yesterday experience. And when I begin, Pastor, to really hear with a, a new ear that he's worthy. It, it disabled all my natural senses. And I was able to look 
experience the supernatural. That's where at some point, look, I went past my own, look, my own prayers, my own thoughts. And this is how he'll take you and he'll transcend you and he'll allow you to experience the hearts of the people. And it took me to Minister Shamir. See, where your mind is not at, you know that it's God because it's the mind of Christ now. And how he has created you. And I'm beginning because there's so many of us that's like that. You are not in agreement with how God has created you. Because of how other people perceive you. I'm saying how he created you. Not how you have identified yourself. Everything about you that you don't think is good. It's perfect. Because he designed you that way. He designed you to be, look, to just give totally of yourself to exhaust him. He designed you to be creative. He designed you, look, not to be a person that pays a lot of attention to a lot of detail. Except when it involves logistics. He's a person that designed you to not have an agenda. Because you need freedom in your creativity. Oh, come on, Minister Shamir. I, I see, see, until you know the... See, see, God, he, he gives you what you need. See, your natural parent may not be or been there for you, but he will place someone in your life to give you what you need so you can flourish. And I, I said, but my daughter, I said, you made her perfect. She may, she may not see it now, but I'm telling you, he allowed me to really to bring heaven and it flowed through me and it was so many other people your hearts and your thoughts this is why you can't give God all what is required he said I need a sacrifice of praise that would pierce the, the enemy we, we're, we're the altar See, and then the altar bath, you said, this is where, so when I, I, I gave a sacrifice of praise, it does a continual ratification of my covenant. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And my covenant, then my, my covenant brings up to me that you was the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the earth. And I said, this is why I know, I know Minister T is already healed because you were slain for that. You were slain for that. This allowed me to see clearly what I can't see. Pastor, what you're teaching, oh, it's supernatural. I went to a place in God. That I just, I'm praying that you're able to, to experience it. It's not how long you've been saved. It's not about a title that you have. It's about the fresh, the refreshing, 
the refilling. I was filled again. Hallelujah. I was filled again. I can say I've, I've, be, I've already become the preach word. I'm the altar of God. I'm where he reigns from. I'm where he orchestrated and he speaks and he declared. I understand my, my priesthood. Because I understand my responsibility. I understand my responsibility of grace. It took me to a place of newness and my righteousness and what's mine. This relationship with God as to why we can't just know how worthy he is. It's because we're not that living sacrifice that's being offered up to God. Because there's a sense of allness. I, I have everything. I'm not missing anything. I'm not, not lacking anything. It's not conditional. And my praise, it came through seeing others suffer. But I knew, I said, Lord God, this is not you. They're a believer. They're a believer. We pray because we do believe. I thank you for the refreshing. Thank you for the refreshing. I look, I, I thank you for the refreshing. I thank you for the refreshing. I thank you for the renewing of the minds of the body of people. I thank you for fresh anointing upon the body of Christ. I thank you for the fresh fire of God. I thank you for the kingdom that has come. I thank you, Lord God, for the miracles that has already manifested. I thank you, Lord God, for the newness of our covenant in Christ Jesus. I thank you for the priesthood. I thank you for the power and the glory. I thank you for the spirit of God. That when we speak the word of God, it, it wills. And it makes way for the word of God. I thank you for the newness in relationships and marriages. And friendship and families. I thank you for the newness of the kingdom of God be revealed. I thank you for your love for the people of God, men of God. Hallelujah. I thank you for your undying love for God's people. 
that you teach us how to love in spite of our feelings. On behalf of W Ministry, man of God, I thank you that you laid down your life to follow him. And you never adhere to the voice of another. I thank you that you're guarded up on every side. I thank you for the wisdom and the great counsel of God. And raising you mightily. Hallelujah, Jesus. The counsel of God. The knowledge of God. The will of God. May it rest in you, Lord. May it rest in you, man of God. Long life. Witty invention. Finances. To finance the kingdom of God and his people. Building up God's people. Even when they don't want to be loved. How the love of God continues to flow through you. People who don't consider themselves your friend, you still will befriend them. May God's grace and his mercy extend your days upon this earth. Men of God, oh my God. Men of God, the shepherd of welcome ministry. May God keep your mind sober and sound. May the gift of knowledge, the gift of discernment, preserve you. May righteousness always be your path. May the countenance of God always shine upon you. We lift you up, man of God, for the word of God that was shared abroad in the people of God's hearts today. We acknowledge and we recognize Lord God, you've given us a true man of God who's after your heart. Be glory, praise, dominion of power unto our Lord Jesus Christ who reigns forever and ever. For you are God and you're God alone. Reign in our lives. Reign in our lives, Lord God. Reign in our lives. Reign in our lives, Lord.
altar is open. Whatever you need, whatever you have before God,